windy out there, bud. Why are you starting by talking about the weather? Inside the dad brain. What kind of dad doesn't talk about the weather all the time? The one that doesn't look at the weather all the time. Do you know how often I check the weather? Uh, I don't. Honestly, the only time I check the weather is when my wife says, hey, it's going to be miserable out. You should probably wear more than a sweatshirt. Or my mom calls and is like, you need to be careful on your way to work today. And I'm like, why is that? She's like, well, it's supposed to be miserable out. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. Pretty much. No, I mean, I guess you're the odd man out then because every dad I've ever known is always like, oh, three weeks from now, it's supposed to be nasty out. We're supposed to get a nor'easter. And you're just like, are, we should be in spring at this point. It's far enough past Groundhog's Day. Is it six weeks? It's been eight. February 2nd is Groundhog's well, Day. Well, why is it cold and windy outside? I don't know. Why did we have snow yesterday? And why was it 70 earlier today? I don't know. Welcome to New York. Eh, eh, that's fair. I just got back from Jersey. How was that? warmer than this and a lot of fun i feel like jersey would be an awful place to live well i would agree but not for the same reasons as you so we went down went for uh the elite tuner season opener car show that was great had a lot of fun there it was crowded a lot of cars i guess they said there was over a thousand cars there um Really cool. Well, I would imagine if it was crowded, at least a 1,000 people drove themselves. Well, that was without <laughs> spectators. That was a 1,000 show cars. Oh. And then you've got spectators, too, which most of the spectators, I've noticed, seem to be in pretty nice cars themselves, and some of the ones in the show weren't so Well, I nice. mean, if you're going to a car show, you probably like cars. but that's but it's iffy on if you can afford to actually have a nice one or not that's true or what your definition of nice is right because some people think you know some people like tuner cars some people like old classic muscle cars yep other people think anything with four doors is nice four doors from a horse (laughs) (laughs) i'll keep that in mind yeah okay Expedition Max. Yep. Anyway, so while I was in Jersey, I could agree with you as far as it would be a crappy place to live. It was beautiful, but the tolls, they are so outrageous. Are they? Yeah, I had one that was like a 50-mile stretch of road, maybe. $4.55. That's a lot. Like, I could see four fifty, but four fifty-five. I know, right? That five cents makes such a difference. See, I bought a commuter pass so that I don't have to deal with all that crap. A commuter pass wouldn't have helped you because you were out of state. That's true. I spent $75 total on tolls. On tolls. New Jersey and back. That's ridiculous. It is. I saw how many times my account replenished on EasyPass, and I was like, Oh my god, I knew we were going through a lot, but this is wild. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Were the roads at least nice? No. <laughs> that was the frustrating part. They were worse than here. And I was like, what is going on? 
That's crazy. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. So I drive, like I said, with a commuter pass. Yeah. There are times where I will take the shittier drive home because it's free on the commuter pass versus the drive that's basically the same distance. Right. But less mentally straining. It's like an easier drive realistically. Yeah. Because there's less people entering and exiting the road. Okay. I won't take that road because it will cost me 50 cents to take yeah, that road. Yeah, I promise you, you don't want to live in New Jersey then. Because <laughs> it was like insane. The last time we went to Ocean City, we went there, saw the ocean, walked the boardwalk, got pizza, best pizza. Okay. It was wonderful. And it wasn't chicken pizza. Even better. I know, right? So anyway, so we went to Ocean City. And I took the back roads home the last time we went because yeah. I didn't want to pay another $5 in tolls. Right. I was like, this is more expensive than the pizza I went there for to drive there. Right. So. I, I mean, took... it's not as bad as Flash. You said you drove to Ocean City for pizza? Yeah. While you were in Jersey? Yeah. It was only about an hour away from my hotel. It wasn't awful. And I wanted to see the ocean. Okay. Anyway. So you drove an hour for pizza? Yeah. Flash drove six hours for Panda Express. Like, one way, six hours for Panda Express. He drove all the way down to New York City to get Panda Express. So, I don't know if I've ever (laughs) asked you this. How did he get his nickname, Flash? Ever seen the movie Zootopia? I have. Flash is not fast. Flash is very slow. Is it the guy at the DMV? Yes. Flash is the fastest sloth (laughs) at the DMV. And when he's at the DMV, he's very just... And then they show him at the end of the movie in a car driving like an asshole. It's Flash. (laughs) It's Flash. It's perfect. But yeah, he drove six hours down to New York City. Okay. Got Panda Express. Then they drove out into Jersey so they could go to a car wash and get Dairy Queen. But there's a Dairy Queen here in Rochester. And then drove back. Why would they do that? Nothing better to do than waste their whole day? I don't know. Yeah, that's... And spend a lot of money in tolls, I'm sure. If they drove into Jersey, that was 10 bucks right there. Yeah, I don't know. He wasn't the one driving. He was just like, yeah, this is such a great idea. I'm like, yeah, or, you know, not. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was fun to go down and everything, but... I went down for more than Panda Express. I know. You went for pizza. (laughs) That was the hour part of it, yes. Okay. But the other thing that would kill you if you lived there, you realistically can't make left turns anywhere. What do you mean you can't make a left turn? I mean you can't go left. So So what you're saying is people in New Jersey don't believe in NASCAR. Yes, I, I truly believe that. Uh, the car show was at a drag strip, so it's straight line <laughs> race. So perfect. Um, no. So if you're cruising down the road. Yes. You see a place on the left. Okay. That you want to go to. Yes. And here, yep. you would just turn left into their parking lot, right? Right. Okay. Hey, you just did the right thing because you went right. <laughs> so if you're in New Jersey, you have to exit right. Then they have a stoplight there. And then you have to turn left at that stoplight, go to another intersection, 
turn left again, so basically to and make turn left, around. To make a left, you got to make three rights. Correct. Well, a right and then two lefts. Because you exit, then you turn left, and then you turn left again. But then you still got to turn another left. No, so you're going down so, the road straight so like you this. Go straight, you, turn right. You exit. Now you're here. Okay. So now you Sorry. turn left and you come Sorry. here. Your exit's and then you turn veer. left this your way. Your exit's a veer. Yes. I'm thinking like you're turning right and then I'm like, all right, and then you got to go oh, left. Oh, okay. And then yeah, left. No, your exit is, your exit is just a veer, so you're okay. Okay. Yeah, so two lefts. Two lefts. And then go back down the other direction, back to where you just were to turn right into where you were going. So what you're saying is two wrongs do make a right or a left at least. <laughs> I hate this place. <laughs> so, is there I, any do they have any U-turn spots? Nope, no U-turns. No U-turn with lights? No U-turn with lights. No U-turn without lights? No, well, I mean if you I did may that, have. you might as well just make a left. Right. I, what do you... I'm not going to admit it. Okay. So I may have done that. Moving on, then. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, I don't know about all that. The biggest thing that I know about New Jersey is just that stereotype that everybody's like, people from Jersey drive like assholes and can't drive. You see, that was more Massachusetts. So last year we had to go to Salem. Yep. I've been there. You've been there? I've been there. You've been there? I went there. Did you drive there? Yes. Did I you... didn't walk there. I drove there. <laughs> Driving there was awful, in my opinion. Because um, there was just lights in random places. There was an eight-way intersection where I hit it, and there was eight roads all connecting together. And I was like, this is insane. And no one knew what right-of-way even was there. By the time I parked my car, I was done. I'm like, we're walking. Yeah. I ran into something similar, but not even close to the same the other day. Because Similar, but not even the close. Exactly. What? Exactly. Okay. Four-way stop. Two of them, well, actually, I guess all of them <clears throat> had turn left only lanes at them. Okay. So technically, eight lanes of traffic. Okay. Two Two two, 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 yep. Flashing red light. Have you been to the part of the city where you have to drive like you're in England? No. I need to bring you there. Is that on the right-hand side? Yeah. Is it because of par- cars parked? on the left-hand side. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> on the right-hand <laughs> right side. side. So, yeah, no wonder there's a part in there. the city right by my buddy's apartment where it literally... In the middle of the road, they've got a set of lights, and you go to the left side of the road, and they come to your side of the road, and you drive like you're in England, and then they swoosh you back. Why? I have no idea. Is that a sobriety <laughs> checkpoint? I have no idea. Like, like if you, you don't switch, if you don't switch, they just automatically pull you over. Like, yep, fucking yep. drunk, it, right? Like intoxicated, have... under the influence of drugs or alcohol. The Honestly, first time sir, I did I it, I was double, looking... and I'm fucking exhausted. Nope, you're drunk. The first time I did it, I looked at it and I was like, "What is this? Why are we doing this?" Like, I actually had to double check because you know 
you're in the right lane. And when you come up to the stoplight to wait for the people that are coming at you, because they're switching to the wrong lane of traffic. Right. So you're at the light looking at them coming at you going, what is going on? There's a giant do not enter sign in front of you. And then a bunch of arrows that go to the other side of the road. You follow them. You go up the road like it's probably not even a quarter mile. And then there's a bunch of arrows that tell you to go back to the right. And you're like, why did I just do this? I feel like that was somebody that lived on that road, worked in like the town hall somewhere in the traffic control department and got sick and tired of having to turn left into their into their house. So they into just their made apartment it. complex. So they're like, fuck it, switch sides. I'm sick of this shit. Oh, that's a that might be it. But yeah, we're gonna have to we'll have to investigate one day just so you can see it for yourself. We'll have to we'll have to get on Google and figure out why they did that. Uh-huh. Another thing to Google. We'll Google the history of that road and figure out why they actually mm-hmm. did that. Or maybe we'll even just look at it on Google Maps. I mean, and that's see a, if there's a reason that we can. If see. If you can drop a person, right? I'm hoping I can drop a person. That'd be the easiest way to show you. Yeah. I think my kids are trying to kill me. I'm going to end up dying. Okay. Why do you think your kids are trying to kill you? All the school sicknesses that they bring home nowadays. Yeah, that is rough. Ever, <clears throat> ever since everybody was like, "Oh, we got to mask everyone." Whatever. But now everybody's immune systems are lower and it's like every other things is like the end of the world, I swear. Yeah, I completely agree. But I figured out a way to combat that. How do you combat it? I throw my lunch on the floor and then pick it up and eat it. It'll help build your immune system up a lot faster. That's nasty. (laughs) That's... Yeah, I don't actually do that. But I did accidentally throw Marnie's chicken nuggets on the floor the other day. Okay. She was being nasty, so it's her own fault. Okay. She was picking up her shirt and wiping her nose on the inside of her shirt. It's better than on you or on her hands. She's wiping it on the inside. I'd rather watch her wipe it like on her wrist sleeve or something like that. Right. But she was wiping it on the inside of her shirt, and then she'd pull her shirt back down and everything. So then she's getting all that snot and shit on her chest. Yeah. So I was telling her it was gross, and she was telling me it wasn't, so I rubbed it in. So and that then, then she realized it was, it was nasty. gross. But she had a plate full of frozen chicken nuggets still, and she accidentally dropped them on the floor. So then that was the whole thing, because you got to yell five-second rule and pick them all up real quick. Of course. We got the four, almost had to switch to the ten-second rule. <laughs> but we got them all. Got them all. Stuck them on the plate, microwaved them and everything. Okay. There was probably like eight of them. She gets through like three or four, and then you know how they're like, I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah. It wasn't the, I'm not hungry anymore. All of a sudden, after eating four of them, she's like, these taste like dirt. (laughs) Like, you're full of crap. (laughs) She's like, no, they do. I said they were frozen when they hit the floor. There's more chicken nugget on the floor than there is dirt on your chicken nugget. Like, if you don't want to eat them, don't, but they don't taste like Like dirt. dirt. No. I know, because I ate them. Because I ate them. She's not going to eat them. Somebody might as well. I did. Well, me and you share drinks with people and don't care about it, and some people are real big weird about it. Right. There's some things that I do 
that a lot of people would find gross. Like, I share food with my kids. I share the silverware with my kids. I share drinks with my kids. And everybody's like, oh, it's kids. But what I mean by that is, like, I remember the one day I had, I was eating over easy eggs with yolk. Yeah. And for the longest time, she's loved them. And I give her a piece, and all of a sudden she doesn't like it, so she pulls it out of her mouth and throws it back on my plate. So I soaked it back up in some yolk and ate it. I'm not going to waste it. Yeah, see, you know that's exp- too far for me. You know how expensive eggs are. We've had that conversation. Yeah, we have had that conversation. But Oh, and I also saw a thing on that conversation. I also saw a news article that said inflation was up 8%. And I was like, I know I'm not the best at math, but this is a lot more than 8%. You know what, though? What? If inflation is up 8%, they should drop the 8% sales tax on everything, and then everything would be normal. Oh, that would be great. But guess what? It won't be. 8%. So, yeah, no way in hell. Exactly. You pay like... We used to buy... The family size bags of sausage patties. Yeah. For seven or eight bucks, mm-hmm. the breakfast ones. Now they're like 16. 13 ish. Yeah. I don't know. I don't do the shopping. I just get told. But that's more than 8%. That's almost doubled. Right. That's what I mean. That's like 75, 60, somewhere in there. Right. Not eight. I know I'm not good at math. And maybe that's a maybe national the average. average. Yeah. But I don't even or think. Or inflation on the average item. Right. But even that, when was the last time you saw something that wasn't almost doubled since the last time you bought it? I haven't done the grocery shopping in probably a year and a half. Okay. (laughs) So I got the Mustang running today. Oh, God. Did you get stranded? No. Well, I was just asking because my wife texted me today and she's like uh mustang's gone adam's not here like all right and then she's like he's been gone a while yeah she texted me and i was like (laughs) no i'm just enjoying driving it and the weather i don't know i don't i was fully prepared to call her though i'm not gonna lie like i made sure i had my phone i had her number ready to go like speed dial type crap I was ready. I was ready. I didn't need to, though. I was kind of impressed myself. I feel like that's a common... I shouldn't say common. I feel like that's a courtesy that has slowly diminished itself. What? People stopping on the side of the road if you if you break down or... Oh, yeah. Because people just think that you're being a creeper this day and age. So it's not... You know, like, me and you obviously know what we're doing with cars, but... If I saw, you know, some young girl who didn't know how to change a tire on the side of the road with a flat. And you pull over to stop, she's automatically nervous. Exactly. And it it can be a bad situation. Like, there's people, don't get me wrong, where you could stop, and I'm sure you could help them. Oh, yeah. But with cell phones and everything else nowadays, I don't want to say people don't want you to stop, but most of the time people are on their phone. Either... Yeah. With whoever's coming to get them to tell them where they are, or they've already got somebody a coming or something, or they're on the phone with somebody in case something happens. They're not just hanging out on the side of the road, yeah, by themselves. They've got somebody on the other line, so that if somebody stops, they're like, "Oh, 
I'm about to get kidnapped. You better add 911 to your call list. Yeah, right. And that's kind of where it really sucks that we live in this world because, I mean, just trying to do a courteous thing and help you out and right, you're, you're like, instantly ripping out your pepper spray because everyone feels so feared of there, everybody There's a lot now. of insecurity nowadays where, yeah. like... All the news stories about, you know, all this shit and gun violence and everything else that it's just like people, people don't want you to stop. They want to make their phone call and be left alone almost. And that's why I honestly, that's why I don't really watch the news much because they give all the bad news. Honestly, it's not much different than it has been for many, many years. So, but all we report on is the bad stuff. So my wife will pay attention to the news um she'll watch multiple different channels kind of have a broad view on what's going on okay because then you kind of it's not just left-sided news right-sided news. it's just general news at that point when you take all of it yeah and then she'll do her own research on the subject and if there's anything that is truly going to impact our lives or my day-to-day or you know something of that nature yeah then she lets me know. Because if I were to try to watch the news, it just turns me into this giant ball of rage. It just makes me, me too. angry to listen to. Me too. Because honestly, if I watch the news, like even local news, like you'll hear about all these stabbings and shootings in the city. And everyone, everyone, it's on it's everyone's talking about it and going, oh, it's getting bad. It's getting bad. It's getting bad. Guys, it's been bad. Right. It's It's, always been like this. I remember years ago. The difference between now and before is accessibility. Yeah. It's just everybody now has access to all this information. Right. That's the only difference. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's getting so bad. And I'm like, I remember years ago when I was listening to the radio and the woman on the radio was like, all the stuff always seems to happen after midnight in the city and, you know... That's why I don't go out after midnight. And it's the same thing, you know? They would report on, you know, a different stabbing or a different shooting or this happened or that happened. And it was always late at night in the city. Right. And it's like now it's the same thing, except now we're all just talking about it and freaking out about it. Right. Do you know what I'm worried about late at night? What? Whether my kid pissed the bed or not. We started potty training Ira. Okay. For overnights. Right. On her first night potty training overnight, guess who did not pee the bed? Ira. Me. Oh. (laughs) I'm proud of you. Yeah, me too. I've been working on that quite a lot lately. (laughs) No, she didn't though. Okay. But I guess you could call it cheating because I went up at 10 o'clock and woke her up and made her go pee. We put her trot potty training potty upstairs to make it easier so it's not like up and down the stairs yeah, right and then i just took a couple pieces of toilet paper with me because apparently it's not okay to wipe with a sock even if you're upstairs why would you get her to wipe with a sock so at that that was a different story <clears throat> i took the potty training potty up there okay and i was like ira if you need to pee in the middle of the night wake up brain she'll help you and she's like, I got to pee now. I'm like, okay, you want to go downstairs? She goes, no, I want to use my Mickey potty. So she peed 
upstairs in the potty when they were going to bed. And I'm like, I don't have anything for you. I said, do you want to wipe with a sock? She goes, no, I need toilet paper. <laughs> so then you had to go back downstairs. So then I had to run downstairs, get toilet paper, bring it back up so she could wipe, so I could take her potty back. Well, I took her potty down with me. Right. And dumped it all out and cleaned it all out. And then brought toilet paper up for her and she wiped and threw it in the potty. And she was really upset because... How could she be upset? Well, I took her potty down and emptied it. So then I came back up with toilet paper and she wiped and went to throw it in the potty. She goes, there's no pee in there. I said, no, I dumped it. She goes, there's no water in there. I said, there's not supposed to be water in there. Why was she upset about that? Because she wanted to throw her toilet paper in her pee. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Your children are wild. Yeah, I know. So I put her to bed. Okay. I came back up at 10, helped her use the bathroom. Okay. Then I went to bed. Then at like 5.30 before I went to work, I went back up and helped her pee again. And Iris got some wild hair. Okay. And she, of course, the first night we tried a potty trainer, she wants to wear footy pajamas. Of course, right? Right. So I unzipped her. She used the bathroom. I'm zipping her back up about three quarters of the way up. Zipped her hair up in her nightie. Ah. I didn't notice, and it was kind of dark. So, like, she went to pick her head up, and it wouldn't pick up. She didn't really cry about it. And then I was like, oh, shit, your hair. So I unzipped her, moved her hair out of the way again, and then zipped her all the way up. But she didn't even feel it. She was like, oh, my head can't move. She didn't honestly care that much. Okay. So I'd pick her up and go put her in bed, but she was like half asleep still. Mm -hmm. So now she's clinging to me like a spider monkey, and I can't get her off me. She's horizontal, like just full horizontal. (laughs) Okay. With her hands wrapped around my head, not letting go. I'm like, I'm trying to put you down like go, man. Right. Yeah, and she did really good. And then on the second night, um, same thing. I'm like, you know, let's go pee before we go to bed. She goes, no, thank you. So I figured she had peed already, you know, sometime recent. So I put her to bed. I go up there at 10 o'clock. Mind you, they went to bed at 8. Okay. Go back up there two hours later at 10. She has already pissed the bed. Like, son of a bitch. So you actually needed to go when I asked you at 8. Yep, you did. Yep. So now... I take her downstairs, and my wife starts cleaning her up and everything else, you know. Not before taking that kid's nightie off and handing me this naked pea-covered child to hang on to so that she didn't have to stand on the floor. It wasn't that we were worried about the floor getting dirty. Right. But she was still half asleep. Okay, so she wouldn't stand. She didn't want to stand. Right. She was miserable to be awake. So then you're trying to do that thing where you hold the kid to make him feel better, but they're covered in peace. You're like, oh, you're gross. gross. Can I, I hold you over it. here? Yeah. But yeah, she, she got her all cleaned up. We got her fresh pajamas, got her different blanket and all that. Okay. And they got a plastic sheet on their bed. Okay. That's pretty smart. She sleeps in bed with Karina. Okay. So we put a towel down over the bed just so that she wasn't laying on, like, a wet sheet. Yeah. And then stripped her bed the next morning. Yeah. But it was funny because she always wants to sleep in Rain's bed with Rain. Okay. And then we started doing the potty training on weekends. Okay. 
because we're like, all right, she's always trying to sleep with Rain. Thankfully, she's decided that she'll sleep with Karina again. Yeah. Because I told Rain, I said, this is this is kind of going to suck for you. She's like, what? I said, you realize you and Ira sleep like shoulder to shoulder when she pisses the bed? Like, that's why we weren't doing it during school days because we didn't want Rain to wake up in the morning covered in pee and have yeah. to, like, try and take a quick yeah. shower before school and everything else. Because... I remember when my sister was four or five. Okay. And she was sleeping in the same bed as my older sister, who at that time, 10. Right. She gets up the one morning, and my little sister got up first. Okay. She comes out. She pissed the bed. Like, hardcore. Okay. So... She goes, takes a shower, and mom helps her get all cleaned up and stuff. It's like 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. 7.30 rolls around. My older sister gets up and comes out. She goes, man, I really sweat a lot last night. My <laughs> back is soaked. That's not sweat. Like, shoulder blades to ass crack soaked. Oh, my God. Like, you would have thought my little sister slept naked and just fucking let loose on her. <laughs> And my mom stopped, and she goes, Jen, take that off. Go take a shower. She goes, do I stink that bad? She said, no. Shell pissed the bed. It wasn't that hot last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The things that my poor mother had to deal with because oh, of my yeah. sisters. Because of you, too. Because of my sisters. And because of you, too. I mean, I guess if you really want to say that. What's... The what is the craziest thing that you have had to deal with as a parent? Yeah, you got to think about that one, one for a minute, right? That's a hard one. So you know how you can make yourself burp. You can suck in air and force yourself yeah. to burp. Again, my older sister convinced my little sister that you could make yourself fart the same way. <laughs> Said, she said, all you got to do is suck air <laughs> up your butt and you can make yourself fart. Oh, my God. My mother comes home from work. I wouldn't drink right I now if I were you. My mother comes home from work, right? Okay. My mom. Excuse me. Pardon my French. My mom okay. comes home from work. She comes into the house and the S is around. Okay. When you make the full S, you're coming into the dining room. With our bedrooms at the other side. Okay? Okay. She makes the S through the kitchen and stops because there's my little sister, butt-ass naked, bent over, hands around her ankles position, right? Okay. Like, really leaned over. Right. Her hands are on each ass cheek, one on each side. Pulling her butt cheeks apart <laughs> to try to suck air up her butt and make herself fart. So my mom comes around the corner and all she sees is her daughter bare ass naked pulling her ass cheeks apart trying to suck air up her butt. No context, no warning, <laughs> nothing. What do you do with that? <laughs> See, I don't have anything like that. Like, 
oh, she was bent over trying to suck air into her butt. Like I just, I, th- I think something happened the other day at the house because I came home and I go and use the bathroom and Karina comes flying in the bathroom. She goes, Dad, if that seat is up like it is now and I get on it, I'm going to fall in. It's like, yeah. Did you? Did you? <laughs> But your kids say some wild things. Like, I spent some time here today, and they were like, and let me tell you, they miss you when you're at work. Oh, I know. Like, Oh, I know. Hard. <laughs> oh, I know. I think my wife does, too, because the longer I'm gone, the further away her sanity goes. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't blame her. No, and that's why I believe that you should not only have one child. You need one child leader and then a bunch of loyal, gullible followers. Because <laughs> that's where the fun happens. That's where the fun happens. That's where the magic happens. <laughs> like, again, and, th- and this might be something you can relate to. Okay. My little sister had an only child moment the one time. Like, we opened the bedroom door and walked in, and she was playing, I think it was like Go Fish. She was playing Go Fish. With one of her stuffed animals. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess... She lost. <laughs> okay, so I remember watching Space Jam throwing a bouncy ball, pretending to play basketball with myself, because, yeah, you don't have anyone else to actually go outside and do it with. Right. But I didn't lose. Well, that's good. <laughs> I don't know how she lost. Go fish. Against, herself. against her stuffed animal? <laughs> no idea. But she did. One hell of an imagination, I that's, guess. Yeah, that's wild. But to be fair, usually when I play uh, Cards Against Humanity, yeah, I'll always put a bottle of rum, and I call it Rando. <laughs> Rando's a funny guy. So he just gets the top card of the deck flipped up for him. Okay. It's amazing how many times Rando wins. I, so I got a package in the mail, which came in my name. Okay. So I was like, all right, random. Right. I don't know what this is. So I go and I was like, I'll open it later. Okay. But it was one of those things where I came home, it was on my side of the bed with my name on it. Okay, it's mine. But I didn't order anything either. Right. So I'm like, what is this? And then one of the kids came in, so I was like, all right, I don't know what this is, but it's mine. Right. So I'll open it later. Okay. Get all ready for bed. And I was like, oh, I got to open that package up. And I pick it up and Kayla goes, oh, those are Marnie's shoes. I said, what the fuck? Why is it on my side of the bed delivered to me? I said, what do you mean these are Marnie's shoes? She goes, they're Marnie's shoes. I said, then why has it got my name on it? <laughs> she goes, I don't know. That's weird. I'm like, you, you, you guys put it them. on my side of the bed with my name on it. I was all excited that I got something. I had no idea what it was. But I got something, and it's Marnie's freaking shoes. Like, so are you kidding me? So was this me? before or after the double stuff Oreo incident? After. 
Oh, that's terrible because this you were just, probably sitting there going, "This might be the mega stuffed Oreos." This was Monday. Yeah, I came home Monday and got it because I that's... remember telling my wife, "Like, I'm like, oh well, why didn't you open them and give Marnie your shoes?" She goes, "Well, Rains didn't show up yet." I said they're ordered and paid for, right? She goes, "Yeah." I said, "Then give Marnie your shoes." She goes, "No, they should get them at the same time." I said, "Life's not fair. Tell Rain to suck it up. Hers are in the mail. Give Marnie your shoes." Right. She didn't. I told her, I said, listen, life isn't fair. They got to learn it one way or another. Right. It's not like it's... we didn't order them. They're just not here. Right. Why punish Marnie? Because, because rain the... shoes aren't here. Right. That doesn't make sense. Like, yours are here. You should be able to get them. You should be able to wear them and enjoy them. It does to a point. I'm not going to lie. Like, the girls' birthdays are three weeks apart. So for the longest yeah. time, for the longest time, they had joint birthday parties because they didn't understand why one was getting presents and the other one wasn't. We didn't want to have that battle. And then again, it's just one combined party. Everybody comes over. It's all the same people at both kids' parties. Yada doesn't yada yada. Doesn't make sense for three weeks. Symmetrical. So, yeah. And then they're like. We want to do this different. We want to have our own parties. And we're like, are you sure? And they're like, yep. So Rain's birthday was first, and Marnie was like, this is stupid. I don't get to open anything. Like, nope. It's not your birthday. It's not your birthday. It's Rain's birthday. Uh Well, she's getting all the attention. Yep. It's Rain's birthday. birthday. It's Rain's birthday party. Right. And she was miserable about it. And then same thing. Marnie's birthday rings like, this is stupid. No one, I don't got any presents to open. And nobody's here. Nobody here cares what I think. They're just all here for Marnie. I said, yeah. It's they were all Marnie's here for birthday party. I said, they were just here for yours last week. week. Right. Or like three weeks three, ago, yeah, whatever. But However long ago they were apart, like... This is why we do your guys' birthday together every year. Because this is how you guys act. It's wild to me that... I'm like, this is what you guys wanted. Right. It's wild to me that the second one didn't understand. Like, the first one, okay, cool. You know, she doesn't quite understand because their birthdays were together for so many years. She doesn't quite understand. But the the second one just got a bunch of gifts. Right. How does? How do you not understand this? I don't know. I don't think it was so much an understanding issue as much it was it was again like that jealousy I want attention yeah. to have you went back to the it's one now we did a birthday after that together and then they started doing them apart because they're like oh we can pick to go different places if we want oh no really so now you can so, like, for one of them, we went to Strong Museum of Play. For another, okay. we went to, like, the trampoline park. Like, they realized that they could go different places. Right, because it's your birthday. So, one could pick one place and one could pick the other place, and then they got to go to two fun places. Have you ever been to a zoo with the kids? Yes. Why do you not sound thrilled? Because, first of all... We look like the zoo when we go to the zoo. Okay. <laughs> we look like a bunch of monkeys that escaped out of the enclosure. Second of all, 
Two. Two? I have to parent five people when I'm there. Rain. Marnie. That's four. Karina. Ira. And Kayla. The wife. Okay. The last time we went to the zoo, she was pregnant. Okay. And angry. <laughs> oh, well, that's not because she was pregnant. That was because she was around humans. She had... Sorry, I take that back. She was not pregnant. Okay. We had a double stroller. Oh. Oh, that's danger. That's dangerous. Yeah. Ira was very young. Okay. So we go to the zoo, and she's got the double stroller, and it was a jogging stroller, so it's aerodynamic. They're pointed at the front. Okay. It was a class field trip. Okay. So there's kids running around everywhere. And there was, like, this one group, and this kid would fall behind and then run back and forth to look at all the different things. And he kept running in front of her and the stroller. Okay. I had to grab her and take the stroller from her. Have you just ever seen the gears of anger turn inside a woman's head? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just laughing because I feel like me and her are very similar in some ways. Some ways. Yes. That woman got road rage at the zoo with a stroller. So so the kid was running back and forth, and he stopped. He might have been, like, tying a shoe even or something. I grabbed her because she popped the back of the stroller down to pick the front <laughs> wheel up and was about to mow this kid over with the stroller. So... This first grader, this first, she's, just gonna she's about to mow this first grader over with a stroller, and I was like, "No, absolutely not! Give me the stroller. Done. You're done." <laughs> so, she's like, "That little motherfucker's been running all over in front of me. I keep having to stop. I keep almost running." I'm like, "Chill out. He's eight. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is what they do." <laughs> last year for my birthday, okay, Beth brought me to. Um, Oh, my God. I can't remember the name of it now. But it's the thing where you can go look at stars. The um, planetarium in Rochester. Okay. So. Definitely not what I was going to say. Right, right. Some astronomy place. Yeah, that's. That's based, the study That's of what stars, it is. Right? Yeah. Okay. So. Planetarium. There was this kid. And he kept running all over the place. Parent wasn't paying attention to him. It was frustrating me. He kept getting closer and closer to me. Okay. And. This one time, my foot just happened to shwink, and I tripped him. Did he go flying through the air? Oh, he went flying through the air, landed on the ground. Mom just looked at me, didn't realize it was me, didn't thought her kid just fell. Her kid gets up and goes, he just tripped me, and points at me. And (laughs) I just go back to what I was doing. I'm like, he must have gotten too close. Just played it off as he ran into me and fell over after he ran into me. See, but. So now the joke at whenever we're anywhere with kids, like when we were in New Jersey, we went to the aquarium. Right. And Beth was like, I'm proud of you. You made it two hours and you haven't tripped anybody yet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you didn't get, you didn't let me tell you my dad joke. Okay. So what's your dad joke? So essentially you were at the planetarium. Yep. And you turned that kid into a shooting star. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
Yes, I love it. Oh, man. Yeah. What grade was it that you really started to read better? Probably right around fourth grade, because it was probably right around when Harry Potter came out, because that's when I actually got interested in books. Right. I also lost interest right after they I was done reading them, but... Right. Harry Potter was one of the few books that I was able to read also. I'm pretty sure it's one of those 90s kids things. Yeah, it is. But that was one of those things that really picked up my reading ability. Okay. But I was thinking about it the other day. We read stuff... Like, the same way we talk. Or at least I do. Okay. Maybe it's that I don't have a great imagination or however you want to look at it. Right. But, like, Harry Potter is set in Britain, London, whatever. Overseas, Europe area. Yeah. Essentially. I read all the books and not a single person in any of those books ever had a British accent. In your mind. Never did. But, so you watched the movies that had British accents, and you were like... Every single oh, character in sense. the movie. And then I was thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, that's like a real thing. Like, unless you imagine an actor, right? Right. For example, Gerard Butler. Right. You imagine you him saying anything, you can hear the accent and everything. Yep. Until you see it or hear it, you don't have it, essentially. So, like, Yeah, you're right. Because, like, reading the Harry Potter books, I guess I didn't really give them English accents in my mind. You didn't give them any accent. I gave, like, I gave it girl voice, boy voice. That was about it. Right. So then you wonder, like, people down south that have that thick southern accent, did Harry Potter have that... Thick southern accent in their head. Did he go eat his grits and? <laughs> but you know what I mean. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. I do. I definitely do. It's definitely th- funny to think of it in like either a southern accent or like your your interior monologue has the same accent you do. Like I'm just I'm like Boston, like the people in Boston, like. Gotta go park my car in the Harvard Yard. Like, could you imagine Harry Potter talking like that? Right. Like, that's what... But that's probably the way they envisioned it. Unless they had the mindset to give them a different accent. Right. Which, and it doesn't really tell you. I mean, it tells you where it's based. But especially if you're a child, you know... Maybe as as an adult, but as a kid, you don't know what an English accent is really yet. Right. Or at least there's a possibility you don't. So how would you, if they're like, oh, this happened in London, you're probably But then all the kids over in London read it the way the movies were. Right. They're like, oh, this makes perfect sense. And then we watched the movie and we're like, oh. It still makes sense. It makes sense. It also makes sense why they would never cast me for one of those movies. Right. It also was, it always saddened me how much they left out of the movies, though. Books are always better than the movies. Mm-hmm. Or at oh, least that's what people say. I don't read a lot of books. Always. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> I finished Harry Potter and I can vouch for books were better. There was, Sorry, also, I... there was also a lot of things, though, that like it didn't change the story that much. 
So, like, I don't know if you know this, but the act, the actor that played, I think it's Crab. Like, um, do you remember Malfoy's friends, Crab and Goyle? Okay. Yeah. So one of them in the last book, they're going to get the diadem. It's the last Horcrux or one of the last right. Horcruxes. Okay. And they're in the room of requirement and he sets everything on fire. And it was actually, they had to flip the character that did it because in the movies, after the third movie, the character that played one of the two, because I forget which one it is, I'd have to actually Google it or whatever. Right. But one of them got in a lot of trouble and was in jail. Okay. So they... Kind of tapered him off Kind of tapered him off, put a different character in there, and then had to change the story a little bit. But but again, it's a you, movie based on a book. Exactly. So you you had to read the book to know the difference. You had to actually care about the difference because they still set the fire in the room of requirement. Right. It just was the wrong person. So can I – I know that we kind of talk a lot about Flash and kind of shit on Flash a little bit. Yeah, we do, which sucks because he's a good guy. He really is. Don't Don't play the pity card. I'll pay the. It's not pity. It's true. He's a decent guy, and he's funny. Okay, keep that in your mind right now. Okay. He never watched or read a single Harry Potter movie until this new Harry Potter themed game came out on his computer or Xbox or whatever, and then he decided that he had to binge watch all the movies. I don't like him anymore. He can go back to his ketchup on mashed potatoes jokes. That man child never Never. touched a Harry Potter movie until he was like 23, 24, and then binge watched them all because of a video game. I mean, I've binge watched them all. Me too. And I have the game. But it wasn't because it was the first time. Right. And it wasn't because of the game. And I have the game, and I've binge watched them. Disappointed. Why? I'm so disappointed in you. Why? Because I oh. have the game. I've I've been wanting to download it on your computer because I'm sure it would make look a lot better. I'm sure it would. But that's is that what you're going to do with your free time? No, actually, I haven't played in about three weeks. <laughs> I want to. No, I don't care. But I don't have much free time. Was that Geo your first car? Well, I had two, but the newer of the two was my so, first car. So what exactly was your first car? 1996 Geo Prism. Okay. What was yours? 1994 Ford Tempo. Bought it out of a parking lot it after a, it sat for two years. It was a pretty slow tempo. $200. <laughs> Actually, the first time that we took, the day we bought it, we flat-toed it out of town. Okay. Got onto one of the back roads, and there was smoke coming from the left front tire area. Okay. My uncle was there. So he gets out of his truck. He goes, turn the wheel. I turn the wheel. He goes, all right, it's kind of what I thought. I said, what? He goes, you, uh, you got an axle leaking, and there's grease all over the brakes and the brakes got hot and now it looks like your uh tires on fire like what 
That's <laughs> such a... He's like, don't worry about it. I'll unhook you. Just take off down the road. By the time you hit 60, it's either going to go out or blow a tire. What? I'm 16. I'm like, what? He's like, <laughs> oh, just move over. I'll do it. Fuck it. And he unhooks the car, gets in mine, and takes off like a bat out of hell down the road. So I pulled the the toe strap off and chased him down to his house. The tire right. didn't blow. Well, that's good. Did the fire go out? Apparently. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that, that car had some quirks to it. Oh, I remember one of the quirks very well, like having to get out to put it in park. Yeah, so the shifting linkage essentially stretched. Yeah. So when you sat in it, you would go from park to neutral, and that would actually put you in reverse. Okay. When you pulled it down to just between drive and two... It would put you in neutral. And if you pulled it all the way down into manual one and gave it a little tug, it would put it in drive. But it only worked going down. It didn't work going back. So then you take it and just throw it in park and drive down the road. <laughs> and I took some electric <laughs> fence wire and uh, tied it around the shift linkage under the hood. Yep. So then when I got where I was going, I'd shut it off and pull it back up into park on the transmission because it was already in park on the inside. Right. So basically, every time you drove the car, you would shut it off, get out of the vehicle, get in front of it while it wasn't in park. Yes and no. Two things. The parking brake worked. And if you think that part is bad, you should have seen when I did K-turns. Oh, my God. I never considered (laughs) that. I did a few. So you had to get out, put it back into reverse. Park. Park? Okay. So I'd pull the parking brake with it in drive, running. <laughs> Get out of the car. Basically, I would. it was still in drive, running. I'd pull the, rip the parking brake up as high as it would go, pop the hood. When I let off the brake, if it didn't move, I'd run out and pull it back up into park and then get back in reverse and then drive and go. Wasn't that the car we took? When my mom had her little issue? Or was that your mom's car that we took? I don't remember. I don't remember either. It it had to have been somebody else's car because I don't remember holding the steering wheel for that. Because in the tempo, the hinge pins and the steering wheel were broke. Okay. So you could hula hoop the steering wheel. It didn't turn the wheels. <laughs> you could just hula hoop with it. <laughs> but if you picked it up and kind of moved it over, there was something like, I don't know, some broken shard in the column that was holding good. And it was fine, and it would just the steering wheel was a little to the left, but it again <laughs> it it didn't turn the wheel to the left. It just and then it would stay there unless you hit a really big bump, it'd fall back down in your lap. It's pretty funny because every single time I get in a really bad car, and someone's like, "Be careful! It's got this and this wrong with it," and I'll be like, "I've driven worse." Right? I've never been wrong. Like. <laughs> Oh, I know. Like, I drove that, you know, you mentioned the Buick earlier where the control arm broke and the strut just kind of curled underneath and the tire was flipped over. I drove that home. Did you break something in the front, too? No, it was in the left rear. Okay. And when you tried to jack it up, the wheel would just curl underneath the car. Okay. That was when me and dad knew it just, it was ready to just go to the scrapyard. We didn't even look at it. Honestly, it was probably a fairly easy fix. 
but I went to go jack it up to see what it broke. And, and the wheels broke. started going like this, and Dad was like, we're done. Drive it up there. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think what ended up killing my tempo was the alternator died. And the alternator cost more than what I paid for the car. Well, how much did you pay for the car? 200 bucks. So anything was going to cost more than the car. Well, so the starter started to go bad. Okay. And I never got a new starter for it. It went, it was starting to go bad where it had a dead spot back in like October. Right. So come Christmas time, everybody's like, oh, what do you want for Christmas? And I, I remember telling my dad like a starter for my car would be cool because every now and again I got to crawl underneath it and hit it with a hammer to get it to start. Yeah. Um, what he took that as is I'll buy you a flashlight and a hammer. So for Christmas that year I got a flashlight and a hammer. <laughs> he said now it'll be easier for you to get your car started. Oh my god. I was like, you know, I don't like you. <laughs> I appreciate the thought, I guess, but I was definitely kind of more hoping for the <laughs> starter. <laughs> Maybe in the car. That'd be really cool. Right? But yeah, so it technically had the starter problem. The alternator died. And thankfully, that thing wasn't four-wheel ABS because I had two front tires that matched. I do remember this. And I had two rear tires that did not match each other or the front. Right. So you had three different sizes on it. Yep. And I had to laugh the one day. Have you ever misjudged like a turnaround or something like that? Mm-hmm. So I was backing up. And where I was backing up, there wasn't a real ditch. It just kind of okay. dipped a little. And then like it was a hill into a field. So I was like, oh, I don't have to, like, K-turn, K-turn. Right. I can back up, and the ass end will go up in the field a little bit, and then I can just take off and go down which the road. Of, which, of course, you were also thinking of not having to get out and well, put it back in the park. Right. Essentially, I would, if I could do it in one shot, you um, know. Yeah. Whatever. I went to back up into the field, and it was steeper than I thought. So I was doing like five or ten miles an hour and just stuffed the rear bumper right into the hill and just came to a dead stop. <laughs> just bam. Yeah, it was like I hit a tree. Okay. It left a dent in the side of the hill. Apparently it didn't dip <laughs> as good as I thought it did. No, not at all. I will say, though, that car was a tank because I hit a deer with it at 60 and it knocked my front plate off. That was it. Yeah. I miss cars I mowed like that. it over. But it did knock the exhaust loose. I kept wiring the exhaust together. Um, I had it wired together because when I ran it over, it didn't come loose. But then a few weeks later, the donut gasket fell out. So, so then it was loud. Yes. I was driving to see my mom. She was at work. And she was working in the vineyard at the time. And I was driving to go see her. And the guy she was working with started looking around. My mom's like, what are you doing? I said, don't you hear that airplane? Oh, my God. She's like, that's not an airplane. That's, that's my son's, son's car. car. <laughs> She's like, no way. She's like, yep. 
About 30 seconds later, Harry comes. <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, oh, you should get that fixed. <laughs> nah, I'll be fine. It's it's only a problem if it starts. So well, with the starter going bad. Right. So you remember you for a while when we were kids and lived with our parents, we were about what a mile and a half apart. Yeah. My mom used to sit on the porch after she'd call me to tell me to come home mm-hmm. and listen because she could hear me start my car at your house. Right. Because it was so damn loud and she could hear me leave the house, come down to the first stop sign, go through that one, come down, turn on the road, and she knew exactly where I was my entire trip home. <laughs> yep. It was so loud. I think I ended up putting two different donut gaskets in that thing. Because I, I lost out. it. Yeah. The other one that I remember is I I blew a brake line shortly after getting it. Okay. And so we went over to the farm, and my dad's like, drive it up onto the ramps. You remember those old ramps? Yep. We had a metal set. Okay. He's like, drive it up on the ramps. We'll see where, you know, we'll find the leak. We'll get it fixed. This was, like, back in my dumb days. Again, I'm, like, 16, no clue what uh, right. I'm doing. Drove right up the ramp and off the other side. Got him wedged <laughs> under the car. That's great. He was like, you didn't stop. I'm like, I don't have brakes. He's like, pull the parking brake. <laughs> I don't have brakes. <laughs> like, that's just the best thing ever. Like, no shit, Dad. We're here because it doesn't stop. Right. He's like, why didn't you? I did. They didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Any problems like that with your first car? We had a few. I could only fill it up to about quarter tank or it would just leak all out. <laughs> okay. uh, the filler neck was broken. That was the first vehicle of many that I've had to fill up with a garden hose. Okay. Um, what else was wrong with that thing? The shocks were blown out. So you'd be going, do you know when you're coming into Ithaca, you're going up towards the mall and it's got that like right before the hill, it's got that curve to it. Yeah. So... I don't know. I haven't been there in a while, so I don't know if it's still bumpy there. Yeah. But it used to have be pretty bad bumps. And you could actually feel the back end start to kick out because the wheels weren't actually touching the ground. <laughs> they were just bouncing around so bad. That's funny. You could bounce it like a basketball. I mean, it's not funny, but it is funny. It, right. The basketball thing's funny. And I'm pretty sure me and you actually did it to that car because that's how we found out what shocks did. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, Well, if you made it to the end of the episode with us... Why don't you leave us a comment and let us know what your first car was and maybe what one of the quirks of that car was. I'm all about hearing all the quirks of these cars because, like, I know yours had some quirks. I know all of my vehicles have had quirks, so I just want to hear them. Right. So what is the one thing about your first car, whatever it was, that really just stood out the most is the thing you truly remember the most about it? Whether it was the ugly paint job or something that was actually wrong with it. Let us know. And until next time, have a good night. And we're looking to see some of those comments. Yeah. Have a good night.